Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Believe You Are a Good Mom podcast. I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching, where we help moms of young kids drop power struggle wars to create more peace in their parenting. Do you want to be a good mom? I will tell you the one simple secret of how to be a good mom. You already are. Don't believe me? You've come to the right place. I'm glad you're here. I've got you. Because when you truly believe you are a good mom, everything will change for you as you live into the truth of who you've always been. Let's get started. Okay, we are going to try something different today. I'm recording this podcast from my car. I'm not going to take you actually on my walk with me because it is embarrassing. (laughs) How winded I get walking uh, around. (laughs) So we're not going to talk and walk, but we will talk before I hit the trail. So um, it's been a minute since I've done a solo episode because I'm absolutely obsessed with going down to the river in the morning instead of going to my office. (laughs) So sorry if you've missed me. I'm still down by the river right now. (laughs) Can't get over it. Gotta enjoy summer break to the max. And uh, maybe when it's winter, I'll be back in my office. (laughs) So anyway, um, kind of fun to think about actually, because I feel like we just got over a winter that never ended. Felt like it was never going to end. And now with these 100 degree temperatures, we can't even remember what snow is. So again, I love nature to teach us more about the nature of God and seasons of our life. And it's the real deal. Sometimes it feels like a never ending winter. But know that there's a brief, beautiful spring ahead and then scorching weather after that. And when it feels like you're going to melt and die of the heat, then a brief little beautiful fall and then back to winter. So at least that is how the weather has been where I live for, you know, recently. Anyway, life is ebbs and flows and seasons and it really truly is. So whatever season you're in, whatever phase your kids are in, I always remind myself it's always just a phase. So speaking of nature, reminding us of God, today we're going to talk about waves. (laughs) I love me a good metaphor. I love me a bad metaphor. I love all the metaphors, right? So waves are like our breath. Right. So I've been really geeking out on the nervous system lately, you know, from my interview with um, with multiple brain experts <laughs> who are teaching us all about our nervous system. Right. So in short, your nervous system is your brain, your spinal cord, all of the neurons, all the all the brain nerd stuff that um, I think I hope Leah Davidson maybe did a general explanation of what the the nervous system even is, but, um, basically it's your brain and, um, and your, your nerves, right? That's why they call it the nervous system. So we know about nerves, right? If we have kids, they're getting on my very last nerve. (laughs) Actually, I've heard that phrase in a long time, but do you remember that from back in the day? You're getting on my nerves. Okay, so, and we know about nervous, right? We know a lot about anxiety lately. We hear about that all the time. Anxious, nervous, whatever, right? So basically, your nervous system is taking care of you emotionally. You have been developing patterns ever since your traumatic birth. (laughs) 
just the way we come into this world is traumatic. So trauma is not an experience. That's how we like to talk about it. I had a traumatic experience. There's no such thing as a traumatic experience. There's just life, right? And some people's nervous systems handle life differently than other people's. And so the exact same experience could be traumatic to one person and not to the other, depending on how their nervous system reacts. So there's a bunch of automatic stuff happening in our bodies that we don't have too much control over. But the more awareness, right, our first AAA battery we get of all of this, the more acceptance we have, our second AAA battery, and then we can live in alignment of who we truly are. Because we are eternal celestial beings um, having an earth experience, which the more I learn about the body, the more I'm like, seriously, God, <laughs> what are you trying to do to us down here? Like even just studying the difference between men and women and how that it makes it very complicated to live with a man forever <laughs> up close and personal the point of life is growth like I have to believe that otherwise it's pointless <laughs> it's just throw your hands up and be like what is going on here so if the point of life is growth then he's given us lots of challenges to grow through right because we do not grow in peace and calm and tranquility and um by ourselves, right? We're put down here as social creatures. We are um, designed to live in families and in communities. And living with other humans triggers all of our humanness. And it's a, a beautiful mess, right? So anyway, what are we talking about today? Brave. Oh yeah, waves. The way I got from waves to the nervous system is the breath. Okay, so breathing... Speaking of, let me take a deep breath here. Breathing is our connection to God. God breathed life into us, right? And as long as we're breathing, we're alive, right? And God has control of whether we're going to be alive or dead and whether we're still breathing in the morning. And anyone with a baby knows this is true. <laughs> All night long, we pray that that baby's still going to be awake in the morning. For some reason, our motherly instinct just knows <laughs> that... If we're not keeping track of whether they're breathing or not, then they may not be, right? <laughs> we have to have some control here, but we really have no control. <laughs> we do the best we can, and the rest is up to God. So the breath is what calms our nervous system. That's a connection between <laughs> waves, breath, and nervous system. So the breath, the, the importance of breathing cannot be overstated. <sighs> Pardon me, that was gross. I was not planning on doing this, so I was not prepared. Okay, so the breath is what calms our nervous system. Our nervous system is going to be triggered all throughout the day. People like to use that word triggered, right? So basically, we live experiences, our nervous system can't handle them, and then it records that in our bodies as danger, okay? So the whole purpose of our brain is to keep us alive and safe. And so it records messages that, oh, that was dangerous. Whenever something happens around us that is interpreted as dangerous because our own personal nervous system um, couldn't handle that much stimulus, whatever it was, okay? And so then when something similar to that happens in our life, then our brain remembers that and triggers um, a trauma response, right? So the fight, flight, freeze, and they've added fawn to that, which I think is really good. Um, so we get 
triggered and we go into fight or flight, people call it for short. There's, you know, parasympathetic nervous system, all the technical blah, 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 right? But the point is, um, we're hijacked. We would like to think that we could just stay in our higher brains and be adults all the time, but our brains are hijacked constantly. And when you're living with a house full of littles, your brain is hijacked by toddlers all day long. Have you noticed this, that you start acting like a toddler? Because literally you have a toddler in your brain, your own toddler brain that's still with you, but your adult brain, your prefrontal cortex, your higher thinking, your <laughs> executive function, all the things I call it, is being developed throughout your life. They say it's fully developed at 20 something. And then, and then you can uh, rewire it throughout your life also. So it's not stuck where it's at at 20 something, but you for sure do not have your full executive function developed until your twenties. So for that whole time, <laughs> your kids for sure don't have it. So they're living on toddler brain, right? And then it's triggering your own toddler brain and all the experiences you had when you were young, when your brain was developing and your nervous system was trying to keep up. And, um, and that is what's going on, my friends, when we lose our shiz all day long on our kids. It's not because you're so impatient, you're so imperfect, you're such a bad mom, all the things that we like to make it mean. No, you are a good mom and you have a human brain and a human nervous system and a human life you've been living. And it, when you know the science behind it, the biology, the physiology, the, the neurology, it, um, it just helps you with that acceptance battery, right? So the more awareness we get of what's actually going on in these bodies that we don't understand, <laughs> not what we're making it mean with our limited understanding, but the more awareness of what's actually going on, then we have more acceptance that, oh, I get it. My body's doing exactly what a human healthy brain and nervous system are supposed to do to keep me safe. These little toddlers that are absolutely adorable and who can possibly believe the way I act towards them <laughs> are not tigers, but our brains literally think they are because our own unsafe little toddler brain is being triggered. And so we're reacting as if they are tigers, but they're toddlers and not tigers. Okay. So because we do have an executive function, we do have a prefrontal cortex. We got, we are adults. We can remind our brain. We can flip our lid back on with the breath. So breathing is so glorious. It taps us back into our true identity. It taps us back in to calm. <laughs> It taps us back into prefrontal cortex, put, flipping our lid back on. The breath is where it's at. So let's talk about waves. Waves come in and out, right? Just picture the waves of the sea while you're breathing. This is like my favorite thing to do. So the wave comes in, right? You breathe in this life-giving oxygen. Do it with me now while you're listening. It'll be really fun. So you breathe in, the wave comes crashing down and it goes back out as you exhale, goes back out to sea to go get more life-giving oxygen that you breathe back in on your RBC call, which I know you've been putting off signing up for, but sign up for it today. <laughs> on your free RBC call, we're going to do a little breath exercise and my favorite thing to point out while we're breathing is to notice the space between breaths. So you breathe in, 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 in. We're gonna exaggerate these breaths. You breathe in as far as you can until you're so full that you have to exhale. 
and then you exhale so long that you know what it feels like to be drowning. You literally are drowning, you need oxygen. <laughs> and then you breathe it back in and how beautiful that feels to get oxygen when you haven't had any. And just enjoy it and it fills your lungs. And then there's a point where it's too much. You are full, full, full and you have to release and you release it and that feels good. So I love to notice the space between breaths because it teaches me, again, you know, I love the metaphors and what we could learn from nature and even from the nature of our own bodies. It teaches me about being full and about being empty. <laughs> and this is a concept that is very important for moms of young mom uh, of young kids to tap into. You get filled up, mom. <laughs> You get filled up in a good way, and you also get filled up in the bad way. <laughs> like, you have a good bucket and a bad bucket. Not bad, but just, like, enough, right? So we know what enough feels like when our kid is doing something really annoying, and that's enough, right? <laughs> or, like, when they're bickering, and we're trying to let them figure it out amongst themselves, and then all of a sudden, it's enough, right? So we know what that feels like. We know what it feels like when we've been on social media too long, and we're like, oh, that's enough. Like, I can't handle this anymore. We know what it feels like when we're just laying on the couch watching Netflix, eating bonbons, and we're like, ugh, I gotta get up and do something, right? We know when it's enough when we're out for a run and we're exhausted and it's like, okay, that was enough, let's get home and do something else. The feeling of enoughness is a really good feeling to be aware of. Um, it's also nice to not only be aware of it, it's like eating, right? When do we stop eating when we're stuffed when we're too full? <laughs> we're like, oh, that was enough, right? Like we have literal hormones in our body, leptin and ghrelin, that tell us when we're full and when we're hungry, but we just don't listen to them. We don't eat slow enough for the brain to catch up with the body, all sorts of problems that, um, that we don't know it's enough until it's way too much. And that's probably the case with most of those examples. I just rattled off the top of my brain. Like um, like when the kids are fighting, we gotta be listening for when we get into the yellow zone, right? So when they're green, they're playing nice, that's great, no problem. When they start getting yellow, it's like, oh, let's see if they're gonna resolve this themselves. And then we wanna step in before it's World War III in our home, right? And same with all the examples, right? If we're running down the path and we're completely exhausted and we're three miles from home and we gotta get back, then maybe we should have noticed when we were in the yellow zone, right? When we're about to lose it on our kids, before our lid flips and we're back into primal nervous system hijacking ourselves mode, let's notice that, right? And keep our lid on, take some deep breaths, calm ourselves when we're in the yellow zone, okay? So we've got to figure out when we're at full before it's too full, right? So it's good to learn about this, right? Like to notice in your life in all these different ways, when is it enough? Like when have we been on social media for long enough before it's too much, right? We got to be noticing what our brain is doing when we're like lost in compare and despair and all the things they tell us is wrong with social media, right? We got to notice that for us, yeah, that is legit, <laughs> you know, or too much stimulation in whatever way. Like maybe our auditory buckets are really small and kids are very loud. And so we, before we blow up on them for just being kids, they're just playing, they're not doing anything wrong, but we can't handle it. We've got to be in touch with our own emotional state and our own bodies. 
and breathe. Breathe is the tool that you have every second of every day to calm you down no matter what is going on. So if your auditory bucket is about to explode, but you can't get out of the car and the kids are all very loud in the car, you can breathe, right? And that can, that can um, release your bucket, right? And then and then you'll survive, right? <laughs> so all of these are tips and tricks and tools that we use for emotional regulation, right? So um, right now I'm part of this incredible free virtual summit that's going to air in August. So you can sign up now and then you'll get the emails from Emily. What a great name, right? Um, about the summit. And if you want to upgrade passes, only like $37 to the summit. What a steal. So, um, so you can have access to all the interviews forever. So you don't have to just quick watch them on the day they're released. And then she's got all sorts of fun bonus content and all the things, right? For just 37 bucks. So the link is in my bio. Um, if you want to do it free and watch a couple of interviews every day for 14 days, that's how these online summits work, right? And I'm one of the speakers. There's a gajillion other amazing speakers. I'm really looking forward to it, especially because she told me that um, all the different speakers kind of contradict each other. <laughs> and I'm so into that right now. It used to kill me when I was a new mom. I was like, what am I supposed to do? But that's why I think it's so fun because, you know, you get to hear different perspectives and then decide what you want to do instead of any of these experts telling you what you're supposed to do and you use it against yourself. The summits used to get really heavy for me because I was like, this is too much information. I can't do all of this. You're not supposed to do all of this. It's all just supposed to be tools and tricks, you know, and tips and all the things, right? Tools to put in your toolbox that if you have your executive function working because you've been breathing, now you're back online and which tool do I want to use for which situation that'll work for which kid. We talk about this actually in my interview with Emily Hamblin um, that just came out last week. Um, if you want to learn more about the summit. But anyway, all this is emotional regulation, right? So noticing when you're full, when you're getting full, when you're in your yellow zone before you explode into your red zone. It's life-changing, okay? So feeling what it feels like to be full and then feeling what it feels like to be empty. And same thing. Don't wait until your cup is bone dry, burning on the stove, right? Like do not put yourself on the back burner to where you've burned water about you were going to boil some pasta, but now like the water's all gone, right? I know we've all done this metaphorically and literally. So you don't want to wait until you're too full or where you're boiling over, right? But you also don't want to wait until you're too empty. So you gotta be in touch with your emotional state and know what you need to fill your cup. What is that life-giving oxygen for you? Yes, there's literal oxygen that we need every moment of every day and we need to be intentional about it sometimes. They literally talk about um, screen apnea. Have you heard this? So you know about sleep apnea, right? Like while you're sleeping, you kind of stop breathing. And that's super scary, right? Because you have to breathe to stay alive. And while you're sleeping, you might stop breathing. <laughs> that is really scary. That's what we're all afraid of with our kids, right? And our snoring husband, whenever the snoring stops, it's like, whoa, whoa, is he still awake? Is he still alive? I mean, um, I think that he's awake if he stops snoring. <laughs> because if he's snoring, he's asleep. So anyway, there's screen apnea too. Studies have shown that people stop breathing while they're watching shows or doing video games or whatever on screens. And that's just one more reason 
why our brains get hijacked after too much screen time because we literally don't have enough oxygen. So physical oxygen and then metaphorical oxygen. Like what are, you have to figure out what are your hobbies, your, your nourishing activities. Um, coming down to the river, which I'm losing my time here <laughs> to be walking down the, by the river. Um, just, you know, get, just go outside and put your toes in the grass and get grounded, whatever, you know, like nourishing activities that are going to fill your cup. I, I love doing adult coloring books. I love, um, crocheting, whatever. If like some sort of art or craft is your thing. Um, I used to think that was so lame because people always talk about this, right? And so when I was a brand new mom of these little kids, I was like, why am I looking forward to coloring during nap time? Isn't coloring something you do with kids? <laughs> but the kids would like wreck my pens and like <laughs> destroy stuff all over the place. I love a new box of crayons that kids are not allowed to touch because <laughs> you know how fast a box of crayons turns into a kid bag of crayons <laughs> instantly. Anyway, um, yeah, so, and I thought that that was lame. I was like, everybody talks about, like, what needs to fill your bucket, and I just want to color, and who cares? There's no judgment here. It's anything that fills your bucket. And if you can't think of it, then put on your, <laughs> um, go back in time, right? Remember way back when you were a kid, or when you were a teenager, or when you were single, or whatever you did for fun before you had kids, See if you can tap into some of that at some point during your day. You have to know what fills your bucket. Otherwise, you're just burning that pot on the back burner all the time. And your kids have so many needs that it's very easy, very easy to ignore your own needs. But you are still a human. You are still a person. And you uh, have a very exhausted nervous system <laughs> that needs oxygen. It needs sleep. It needs nourishing foods. And it needs nourishing activities a break for your nervous system that it, the nervous system knows that it's safe. What were the activities you did when you were a child that helped you feel safe when you were a teenager? Cause yeah, no, you don't feel safe when you're a teenager. These hormones are wreaking havoc on your nervous system. All the things, right? Okay. So this is what waves have to do with <laughs> emotional regulation, right? We're talking about waves today. So notice that space between, notice what it feels like to be full, notice what it feels like to be empty, and how good it feels when you refill or when you release. When that's enough and you move on to something else, or, oh, that's, that's not enough. Like, I need more, more, more. But we have to learn what it feels like when we've had too much because otherwise our brains just think we need more and more and more all the time. You know, because you have kids <laughs> and kids don't have an executive function. There's no CEO in their brain. There's just a bunch of hyperactive little workers <laughs> that don't know when to stop and they just want more and more and more. Okay. All right, my friend, I guess that's good enough. I'm going to hit the river. So <laughs> that sounds like I'm going river rafting. No, I'm going for a very low slow meditative walk. <laughs> um, all right. Make sure you sign up for the summit and sign up for your free RBC. And I will see you on zoom where we will talk about your specific stuff because you know, on here, I'm just talking about my stuff and it may or may not apply to you and applying it to you is where you really get the traction and, um, and I'll take good care of you. So see you on zoom. Bye. 
Hi, thanks so much for listening. Have you signed up for your RBC yet? What is an RBC? Well, it's a relationship boost call. And I am gifting 365 of these for free this year. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. We'll hop on Zoom for a quick 15 to 20 minutes. And all you got to do is have somebody in mind that you want to improve your relationship with. It's fun. It's easy. It's a good time. You're going to feel amazing afterwards and no strings attached. Just come on, have a great free coaching call and then go on your way. And you can come back for as many as you need because we know it's no one and done around here with relationships. So go to dropthewar.com forward slash appointments to find a time that works for both of us. And let's get boosting those relationships. See you there. Bye.